it wasn't simply I saw a naughty picture and Lori's freaking out. It's I concealed significant information from her. I lied to her face. And then I made everything worse when we were trying to heal. So it's not just the porn. It's the shame, the hidden life, the inability to deal with emotions. There's a whole lot of things going on there. Yeah. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody. We're Jay and Lori Pyatt from The Couple Cure. Hello, everyone. This season is season two of our podcast. And if you've heard from us recently, you know that this season will be all about betrayal because that's what we do during our day job. We talk about uh, talk about the issue and we uh, do a lot of public speaking and we also um, have one-on-one clients and couples clients that come to us to help them repair after repair the relationship after betrayal. If you have been to a weekend retreat where we've spoken, um, JFMers, I'm talking to you. This will be similar to what we cover on uh, those weekends, but uh, it will be um, a little more in depth. So feel free to stick around. So when it came to pornography for me, can I break in just really quickly? Yeah. If you don't think pornography can be addictive, uh, and that's kind of how we'll be talking because um, that's our story and that's who we help typically. Um, there's typically some type of sexual integrity issue that's mm-hmm. caused the breakdown, and so that's that's the that's what we talk about. But this can be any kind of betrayal. Like. True. Yeah, gambling addiction, lying over work or money or drugs or any other kind of yeah place where you've betrayed somebody else that comes under here too but we're probably going to be focusing on the the porn issue or talking from that standpoint so substitute whatever trust breaking activity yeah that you have <laughs> that, that for, you have there yeah. um, but when it comes to porn addiction if you don't think it can be addictive uh, then go to a website called fight the new drug or just google fight the new drug misrepresenting science on pornography because there's an awesome, awesome article out there on Fight the New Drug that lists different websites that host studies talking about this. So it's all about the science, all about the research that's been done over I don't know how long, but it's it's a great article that is kind of like a one-stop shop for all the research backing up um, the, the kind of things we'll be talking about. Right. Uh, that article was dated December 28th of 2016, just to make it a little bit easier to find. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know, what I wish I had known regarding my issues with, with pornography was that the recovery statistics on this are actually pretty low from traditional approaches. Uh, somewhere between 3 and 5%, depending on which study and who you talk to and that kind of thing. But... Or, or which modality. Yeah. So the, and those, those are things like 12-step programs and um, uh, inpatient or outpatient recovery centers, yeah. those type of things. Men's groups, that sort of thing. Yeah. So th- there is a place to really look at the effectiveness of different approaches the approach that we have been using, which is mentoring, where I work one-on-one from my history, has been shown to be a lot more effective um, 
that is what Michael Leahy saw as well. He saw 50% rates and I'm seeing upwards of 80% rates in yeah. helping guys get free. Yeah. So it can be done. I do want to say it can be done. And I do want to um, just say, if you haven't heard our story, go back to the first season of the podcast and listen to episode 10. And if you don't know if you can trust us or not, uh, listen to episode 11. Um, and that's the podcast called Coffee with a Couple Cure. We're out there on most podcasting platforms. Right. Um, one thing I wish, wish I had known was I needed a plan A, B, C, and D, meaning if this first thing I try doesn't work, then I'm going to move on to the next thing and I'm going to move on to the next thing. And really what we found was one thing helped for a while and then I had to add something new and, and I had to have uh, several plans available to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking to what Lori said, that I could get free. Mm -hmm. Depending on which statistic you look at, somewhere between... 70 and 99% of men struggle with porn and struggle with quitting porn. So it seemed like no one could get free. And even though I had six years of freedom, once I, I fell back into it, it felt like I couldn't get free. Yeah. So you can get free. It just takes a um, significant amount of effort. It might cost money to get free. It might be something that you want to invest in. And it's going to definitely take time. We'll go into that in a little bit. Yeah. It's traumatic. Um, you know, that's something else I wish I'd known, that, that the trauma for Lori in my lying, in my bringing other women into the marriage, um, not through physical affairs, but through pornography. That is bringing other women into the marriage. I was thinking about other women women, in the marriage, and that was traumatic for her. It caused her a lot of trauma. It caused her a lot of feelings of being unsafe mm -hmm. consistently. And then not knowing whether or not she could trust me added to that trauma. And then, you know, the really to the next point, it's oh, never just the porn. Before we move on yeah. to that one, would you mind talking about how it can be traumatic for the man as well or for the, the addict as well? Sure. Um, did you want to take that? Yeah, okay. yeah. The, so for the user, what can be traumatic is thinking that they were going to get some sort of vanilla, uh, for lack of a better word, porn, something very simple between a man and a woman and coming across something that was not that or yeah. was uh, abusive somehow. Um, and it can be traumatizing to them from what they've been exposed to. Yeah. Uh, we heard that the day the internet went live, there was all sorts of um, taboo, we'll call it. Yeah. Some will call it taboo, some will call it deranged types of pornography out there. Uh, right. So, you know, whereas when we were growing up, it was like, ooh, Sears catalog. You know, yeah, was, yeah. I'm was... sure guys were like that. And then, or just the Playboy magazines. But nowadays you look up sex and you're going to get all sorts of stuff, you know. Right. Um, so, which, you know, increases the addiction. And we'll go, we'll go over that um, probably in a, another podcast this season. Right. But to Lori's point, it's, it's never just the porn. So the, the trauma wasn't simply 
oh, you used porn and now I'm traumatized. It was the lying. It was the gaslighting. It was my narcissistic tendencies of self-protection, meaning I know you feel unsafe, but when we talk about it, that's bothersome to me and I really want you to stop. So I'm going to be physically intimidating. I'm going to yell. I'm going to shut you out. I'm going to leave the room. I'm, I'm going to make this whole thing feel so unsafe that Lori was actually on the verge of going insane. Yeah, I can't agree with that, or I can't disagree with that. Yeah, and so it's not, it wasn't simply, I saw a naughty picture and Lori's freaking out. It's, I concealed significant information from her in our marriage over a four-year time frame. I lied to her face, and then... I made everything worse when we were trying to heal. Yeah. So it's not just the porn. It's all the dynamics that go along with the shame, with the hidden life, with the inability to express or deal with emotions. There's a whole lot of things going on there. Yeah, yeah. And I want to back up to the PTSD. Um, It's traumatic point that Jay made. One thing a guy can be traumatized by is by his own actions. You know, like we said, you, you look up sex on the Internet and suddenly you see a bunch of stuff you never even knew it existed. You go, ooh, but, you know, and most some people will shy away from it. Others, it gets logged in the back of the mind. Mm-hmm. And whereas first they go, ooh, I would never be into that. That stuff's wrong. Later, when they go look at it, that can be traumatized. That can be traumatizing to the addict. Like, I can't believe it's, it's gotten this far. Right. To me, the whole, um, any addictive substance out there uh, that we have to, that, that we don't have in, in daily life um, or that are, that are extremely addictive, to me, um, it's like opening Pandora's box. You know, obviously these things are addictive and obviously you're going to open that or, you know, don't open that door because you never know how far it's going to take you. Same thing with porn. You know, I wish we could tell our kids don't look up sex on the internet and them and them not do it, but um, it's there, and we we have to understand just how yeah uh, how quickly the addiction can happen, yeah. which we just covered in a Q and A Q&A recently. Right. Um, is it instantaneous or, or does it happen suddenly over time? Yeah, and for some guys, I think once they finally. Uh, wake up to the fact of what they've done. Mm-hmm. Some of them become suicidal. Some of them become um, so horrified or unable to process what they've done that all they want to do is disappear. Yeah. And I got to that place. I didn't. I wasn't suicidal, but I thought that the best way for me to handle all of this would simply be to disappear. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, I think that was something for me that I, I needed to realize how much damage this had done to me as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know Jay's caught flack before about his website name, which is pornistkillingme.com. You know, he's heard from a few people, porn doesn't really kill you. But it was funny, the last time he was told that, he got two people reaching out to him saying, 
number one, you saved me or and then the next guy was like, I'm dying from this, I will die from this, like I will take my own life over this. And we've heard other stories like that too over the years. So it can be a life destroyer. Right. So, all right. I think that's enough for today. I have things I want to share that's, you know, just kind of the basics. Um, and I think that's going to have to wait till another another episode. Yeah. So, right. well, well, we'll have to close this one out and just start another one. Yeah. So I know for some of you, we may have opened a conversation that you've been reluctant to have. I would tell you to reach out to me, reach out to Lori, depending on um, who which gender you are, because it'd be better for a woman to talk to Lori and for me to talk to a man. The reason why you want some help in this is there are ways to minimize the damage you do uh, if you have to tell this story. Yeah, yeah. And so um, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Start with thecouplecure.com. You can reach us through there. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, from there, look up Lori's story or my story, and you will uh, be able to link to our other websites. Website, yeah. But for our, for now, um, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.